Slate Prime members, you can listen to Welcome to the OC Bitches ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Bye, bitches. Welcome to the OC Bitches. Welcome to the OC Bitches. Hello. Hello. Coming to you remotely. We're not in the studio, but that's okay. That's okay. It's just the two of us today. We haven't done this in a while, and I like doing it with you, babe. I I like doing it with you, too. (laughs) Today, we're doing season four, episode nine, My Two Dads. This is the last episode, actually, of the podcast. With just the two of us. Oh, right. We have some pretty exciting guests coming up, and I'm not going to say any more than that. Nope. But I think the listeners will be pleased. Yes, they will. They will. Um, I get so excited. I actually just, I'm just enjoying season four. Are you enjoying season four? Totally a surprise, right? Yeah, absolutely. Hi, Adam. I see Adam in the background. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's on. He's on. Family going out for a walk. Um, I'm really enjoying season four. It's so much fun. Like I said, last episode, I didn't even know that, you know, Seth proposed and that uh, Kevin Sorbo was Frank Atwood. I mean, so many revelations, (laughs) which was mind blowing. An eyeball ring, too. It was very, we didn't talk about it last, last time, but she's like, oh, is that thing going to squirt water at me or something? Like, what is it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it glows in the dark, which we learn. Right. Okay. Well, let's get into it because we also have some really cool um, live call-ins from some fans. Yes. And I've always, and I always love to do that. So synopsis, Seth and Summer each look for a way to call off the wedding. Who will crack first? Showing their age, I think. Ryan's <laughs> biological father, Frank, plays the big plays the big C card and hopes his son will see him. Like, what the fuck is going on with that? Anyway. Wait, plays the big C card? The like C card? my instant C, I think it's like the bad C word. The B- bad C word, yeah. Yeah. The big C okay. word. The big can word. Anyway. Yeah, it's the other word. This one was written by a couple of people we might know. Josh Schwartz, Stephanie Savage, and uh, directed by Michael Schultz. The original air date was January 4, 2007. I saw, I found this little bit of trivia. This episode aired the day that it was announced that the OC was canceled. Aw, summer bummer. Summer bummer, right. Another summer bummer. Aw. So, yeah. So, okay. So last episode we saw that as we see that Sandy discovers Atwood Frank, as he tells Julie, I'm Ryan's dad. And this first episode now, so uh, Sandy is meeting him at the pier and it intercuts with Julie explaining it to Kirsten. Um, I almost felt like we didn't need the Kirsten Julie scene, but I, but I'm glad that they included them because they're basically Julie and Frank are basically saying the same thing, you know, that he, he's been sober all this time. Although, Mm -hmm. okay, let's go back. Sandy's like, why all the secrecy ring the fucking doorbell, dude. And Frank's like, "Eh," you know, like, no, I didn't think I could do that because I, I started thinking like, how long has he been gone? Like, what age did he leave Ryan? Was it like when he was eight or was Well, didn't it... he say he hasn't seen his dad in eight years or something? At least or something. So so he was like 10 I or something. I feel like eight years is reference. Okay, it, it is. Okay, good. But he's like, he's cleaned up his act and he only recently got out of prison and he just, you know, anyway. But Sandy's like, he he doesn't quite buy it. But then you've got this thing where Julie's saying the same thing. Now, how Julie became his biggest supporter and sympathizer. I have a theory because he's he's easy on the eyes. There's just like, okay, it's got to be something that she's like, oh, yes. but I also think she, there's some choices. I don't know if they were acting choices or they're written in the script. Actually, I know they're written in the script. Julie has just changed since Marissa died. Do you know? She really mm. has. And it, I actually cried in this episode, Rachel. What? I cried. I cried and uh, watching it. Yes, I got really sad. I was like, and I was Wait, like, "What part did you get sad at?" I think it was when when Sandy and Ryan are there, and he goes, "You know, sorry about your dad." And he goes, "This is my dad right here. You're my dad right here." Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I I was like, I don't know. I was watching, you know, I was watching this again last not not last night, yesterday morning, and I was like, 
when I write my notes sometimes, I'm like, Adam will hear me. <laughs> He'll go, what's going on? I'm like, yes, woo. Like I have sound <laughs> effects because it's so much fun. They're just, they're just so many surprising, unique things on this show that I'm, that I respond to just because it's great entertainment. Not because, yeah. you know, I don't do that with every show that I watch, by the way. And it's not because no, I'm on the screen. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely have. I definitely have moments where like I just bust out laughing out loud at the screen. And it's right. always Adam that makes me <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah. So basically, you know, Frank drops the doozy this episode. Right. Just which is that he's dying. Right. Right. Well, and you know, because that the thing about the the other scene that was really impactful for me was when Sandy goes to Ryan and sits down with him and Mm -hmm. explains and and it just the storylines. I can just Ben gives a wonderful performance and Peter's always, always such a great. Mm. And he says and Ben says, yeah, I don't want to see him. Uh, Not now. I, I can't. And Sandy's like he hears that and goes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and then his, there's a part of him that's like, sorry, Frank, I asked him and it's a no. And I feel like he's honoring him. He's, uh, he's honoring Ryan. He's protecting Ryan. But there's a part of him that's like, this is my son. Stay the fuck away, right. buddy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And he's then he, super protective. It is his son. I mean, right. through and through. And it's very touching, like how he this is his family and how they touch on it throughout this episode is really sweet. And then he cuts to, but then you cut to Julie's having breakfast with the guy and saying, yeah. oh, so he said no. And she's like, oh, okay. Then you cut to them in new match and, yeah. and Sandy's walking up. And this is where I was like, can you, and they, and you know, honey, what's wrong? Like Frank. And of course his face is like, Ur. and Julie cuts around the corner and she's got tears. And, and I remember this day going, how am I going to pull up some tears for this? You know, sometimes it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I have to imagine something pretty intense because I'm like, she just met this guy and she's crying. So <laughs> that the only, and I remember it being in the script. So. So what'd you do? Use a menthol stick? No, I didn't. I did not use a menthol because you, you know, <laughs> you heard with me. I was like, I refuse to use menthol sticks. I should buy one of those now, but uh, <laughs> no, but um, she's like, Frank's dying. And I just think she's still raw. There's, there's no other explanation, but she's had this connection. Well, so. we all know when grief hits, like it can trigger such emotions inside you right? over anything. At least that's what I've learned after, you know, experiencing real grief like that. And yeah. that's clearly... Right. It makes sense. It's validated. And she just had that letter, you know, and and, and I think there's something about Julie who's been on her arc that's Mm -hmm. been pretty dramatic that she's she's you know, she was standing up for Taylor with her mom. You know, Ryan in the coma. There's there's she's you know, you're raw. You're really, really raw. Completely. And and she's not she's not broken. She's not like that girl in the in the Christmas. Yeah, so the whole storyline, Frank really wants to talk to Ryan. Ryan says no to Sandy. But then Kirsten, you know, steps in and is like, but that that's his dad. Like, you know, maybe. Anyway, she intervenes and wants to talk to Ryan about it. So I think it's the combo of Kirsten and and then Taylor. Yeah, Taylor says the same thing. Yeah. We get some background on Taylor where she explains yes. it's the first time we've heard about her dad being in San Diego with another family and she's barely seen him. And she's like, even, even if I get to tell him to fuck off, I want to be able to do that. But she, right. Sandy's against it. And, but I was like, and then all of a sudden, San, you see Kirsten and Frank. And <laughs> then he says, here's someone who wants to meet you. And Ben looks up or Ryan looks up and it's like, it's a really sweet moment. But all I could Can think- Can I tell was, you though yeah. about that moment? Yeah. It's, Almost exactly the same side look and shot like from the pilot when he side looks to Marissa and is like, whoever you want me to be. Like it was such a throwback in my mind. It was exactly like seeing Ryan and doing that sideways glance. But this is a much different reason. You know, and I think that's an interesting point you make there, Rachel, because (laughs) but no, whenever we get reminded of the boy from Chino, Like the body, you know, when we get around our parents, I don't know about you. If I'm around my mom for too long, we literally, literally start bickering. Like I was 17. (laughs) You know, again, (laughs) it just, you instantly go back and there's a part of Ryan that is that little eight, 10 year old boy again, Mm -hmm. who was terrified of this guy. And, you know, some basically 
the narrative is that, you know, one of the things that he said to Sandy was like, have you ever thought that the system works? Which brings up a really good point because Sandy is a public defender. He defends people. He believes in this. And for some reason, what, like, what is blocking him? And Kirsten has this, like, you know, she's saying he's always going to be your son and you've got your relationship with him, Mm -hmm. you know, because then when he invites him to dinner and Sandy's pissed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's so. Yeah, of course. Oh, wait. One thing I wanted to say, sorry, really quick about Taylor also talking to Ryan to get him to see his dad. Taylor is the ghosts of the Christmas Carol. (laughs) I've decided. (laughs) She's like the ghost of Christmas past, the ghost of Christmas present, and the ghost of Christmas future. Right. (laughs) That is Taylor's role. She's got. I had to say, because, yeah, like the whole thing. And she's like, that is what I have deemed Taylor. She is all three ghosts of Christmas Carol. Well, then before, you know, before Sandy Camp comes home and there's a scene of them prepping for um, for dinner with the salmon. And yeah. she's all, she's like, is it going to be right? Can we get, a, a, and also the spinach thing, the recall on the spinach. Do you remember yeah. like? Pre- yeah, I remember pre- the recall. It was the biggest thing, like until we got to a pandemic, which was clearly, but like people were acting like it was, you know, the end of the world. I mean, it was a painful or dangerous thing. But anyway. That really dates the show because that was a real thing. But she says, (laughs) I'm nervous because this is a real thing. I'm meeting his dad. I know she knows the best. She seems to know everyone's history and backstory and everything. And I just want to make sure I do the right thing because we know that she's unique and quirky and a little weird and odd, but she's conscious enough to want to just be there and be a really good girlfriend. And she is throughout this whole episode. She's she is. a really good girlfriend. Yeah. To him. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Because she's about to meet his dad at dinner. Right. That's all going down. Sandy, when he's so pissed, when, when he finds out that he's coming to dinner and, and Kirsten's like, well, Ryan invited him. I related to Sandy so much. He was just, he's like, dude, like, you know, he thought she went behind his back, whatever. But I just am, I was fully with him because we all know something's up. We all know something's up. Well, and so he, you know, because before the scene before when he was shaving and she was like, come on, Sandy, it's a, you know, have you ever thought mm-hmm. that he might, this might be real? And he goes, he, or the, the cancer. And he's like, unless he's faking. She's like, you think he would do that? And then Ke- Kelly says, or Kirsten says something, but this is Kelly. Cause you know, Kelly was, is a health nut. And he's, yeah. she says, he smoked two packs a day for 20 something years or whatever. It'd be crazy if he didn't have lung cancer. And I'm like, Kelly, was that an improv? Because that is something that Kelly would say because she would definitely (laughs) preach that. But then he says, you know, I put a call into his doctor and she's like, right, that's unethical. So then I was thinking like, hold on. Okay. So in a real world, if there was, if you called a doctor say, and say, look, I know you can't give me any, you can't can't. break HIPAA. You can't give me any, but this guy has told me he has cancer. You don't have to tell me that he has it, but can you tell me that he doesn't? Right. Like, is he lying? And I thought that could be like a loophole. Like somebody could- There you- must be, because that is questionable. Like there's no way a doctor could give personal information. So the dinner's going well, right? And they're showing the baby picture of Ben was so cute. <laughs> and Taylor's like, and you can see that strong jaw. Jawline. already. Just yeah, yeah, it's getting there and it's sweet. Very cute. Something that Kelly says or Kirsten says, like, I get it. Or he says, you know, I think I'm starting to like this guy. And and Kirsten said, because what? You pictured him as a monster. And that's that's how I think the whole audience pictured him as a monster. Like who right. and and you know, apparently it happened when he was drinking. Um, and you know, that can be a Jekyll and Hyde type situation. But like I said, he comes off educated and yeah. elegant and suave and not a monster, really. You know, but Sandy's got his little spidey sense up. Mm-hmm. And when they go to get dessert and he gets this phone call from the doctor, all I could think was Sandy's like, motherfucker, go and get this guy. Like, like yeah. go like, yeah, yeah. can I yep. talk to you? Let's go. Let's yep. go. Can I talk to you? Yep. And we all know something's up. Right. I didn't realize that Kevin Sorbo was so tall. Yes. He's Hercules. Yeah. Is he tall? Yeah. Oh, I guess Hercules has to be tall. I would think he's about, yeah, at least 6'3". Maybe we could check that, King. But um, <laughs> no, I true. I, I do have, I have his number in my phone or a number. <laughs> are you going to text him? <laughs> Let's text him. He is 6'3", by the way. I picked? Oh my God. That's that was a awesome. good job. Good job. Well done. Yeah. 
Sometimes people wait until something bad happens to talk to a therapist. Why wait? You can get a therapist through Talkspace. Therapy can help you shift your perspective, find tools to cope in difficult times, and be a guiding light. Getting started is the most important part. Talkspace makes it easy and affordable. At Talkspace.com, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. It's incredibly convenient to have virtual sessions with your licensed therapist from the comfort of your home. So there's no need to commute to appointments, miss time at work, or line up childcare in order to attend sessions. It's mental health care made easy. I appreciate how easy and accessible Talkspace makes it to find the right therapist for you. With licensed therapists in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, substance abuse, relationship issues, and much more. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash OC. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash OC to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash OC. Power up for springtime with Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Get nutritious, chef-prepared meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list. Factor has delicious, flavor-packed meals to help you live to the fullest. They have different meal options to fit your lifestyle. They are never frozen and ready in less than two minutes. For me, everything is about convenience and speed. Because I have a kid, she goes to school, there is not a lot of time after school to prep and cook and clean. Factor has made my life so much easier, not to mention everything is delicious. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Enjoy meals for any time of day with breakfast options like egg bites, smoothies, and more. Plus, replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 45-plus add-ons. All the meals I've tried are so delicious, comforting, and familiar. You know, there's no out there unfamiliar flavors, but every meal has so much flavor, like pesto salmon, tomato basil, chicken risotto, or vegan mushroom marsala. Also, I'm kind of a messy cook, and with Factor, I don't have to blow up my kitchen and spend time cleaning it. Head to factormeals.com slash OC50 and use code OC50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code OC50 at factormeals.com slash OC50 to get 50% off your first box. So what does Sandy do? First of all, my favorite part of this whole episode. And and he's like, okay, so by the way, a cab's on the way. And why did you do this? Why did you lie? And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you're healthy as a horse. And he he instantly goes, you checked up on my story? And he's like, yeah, I did. And he's like, come on. And then they get into it. And he's like, yeah, leave my- Sandy lays one on him. He goes, leave my house. And he he goes, Mm -hmm. I'm not leaving. He goes, it's my house. And then he says, he says, it's my son. And of course they get into this fight that was so realistic. It was, I know it landed so well, didn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All I could think is, you know, Kirsten and, and Ryan are like, what's going on? And poor Ryan instantly goes, we get a, first of all, we get a glimpse of how dangerous and scary this guy is, mm-hmm. right? He's not drinking mm-hmm. or maybe he had a glass of wine. I don't know. Or he doesn't drink, but they, he gets punched because they, because he, you know, he aggresses Sandy and he rightfully gets punched. And don't you think that Ryan instantly gets a flashback of like, this is how I left my dad. He was always fighting right. somebody. Right. And it must I have think, and pretty- I think instantly, you know, Kirsten obviously seeing what's going down knows that he lied and he got the message from the doctor and they all know what's going on. But then Ryan goes outside to speak with his father. Right. He does. And his father he does. Leaves. Kirsten goes, Sandy, what on earth? Yeah. <laughs> what on earth? And he goes, well, good news is he's healthy as a horse. Bad news. It, bad news is my hand hurts. So it's, yeah. 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 <laughs> but, but then yes. when they go out inside and talk, tell me if you agree. He literally sounds like a teenage boy talking to his dad. He was like, come on. It was one lie compared to all the bad shit I did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this guy is a piece of shite. Yeah. In my humble opinion. And he goes. He goes, but he goes to Julie. And they're talking. I'm just like, you're so into him. (laughs) (laughs) Like. So into him. But maybe it's because you've been with like Bullet and then you have like this tall drink of water. Right. 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 I don't know. Yeah. I mean, well, first of all, but also, you know, at the end of that conversation with Ryan real quick, he was like, 
come on, come on. He was like, he goes, I can't. And he's like, ah, and he goes, just not right now. And so, and he was like, okay, I got the opening. And, you know, so, so they, they were, they were, they did. Well, you know, it made me think like, no matter what your parents do, you, you always, you, it's like just in you, like you love your parents. And like, it's like this weird thing because you're genetically and biologically connected to these people. There's always something deep down, you know, even like as fucked up as they can be, which. Well, and that's that whole like amends thing, you know, it's not just like, Hey man, I'm sorry. It's no, no, I take responsibility and I'm really going to change. And, and it's a show me world, you know, you can say all that shit, but you really have to consistently do that. So Ryan's basically saying like, not right now, but if you consistently say are who you say you are and you really have changed, then I can, I can be open to it. Like he doesn't want to shut the door. So, yeah. So he walks with Julie. So the last thing we see of Frank is between you two and he lays one on you. Right. Well, he, well, first he was like, he was like, I've cooked these books for you. It's a nice operation. And right. she was like, right. she's like, really? She's like, you could buy Neil's house. Like how he knew about all that. And, yeah. um, and he goes, but, but you're then- like, it's hard out here for a pimp. <laughs> it's hard it's out hard. there for a pimp. But, but then she, he goes, and, and as far as you go, because there was also that scene before they went to dinner where he, she was like, what's so urgent? And he's like, am I wearing the right thing? Jacket or no jacket? And she's like, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. And, it, so now she's seen this vulnerability with them. It was a really quick little scene. So when he says at the end and he's getting in the cab and as far as you go, he leans down, gives her a kiss. And she does that thing where she kind of like lingers and he pulls yeah. away and she's like, yeah. Oh, I was like, uh Oh, there was like lightning or stars or something. Yeah. 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 I happened. think it's always though, Julie, you know, the bad boy, whatever. I mean, it makes sense. I'm just going to say it. Yep. All right. Okay. So, Otherwise, otherwise, <laughs> the whole proposal, Seth and Summer thing. Yes. Like how ridiculous, but they're always ridiculous. It's like, just come out and talk to each other. Right. <laughs> but that's not how they do things. And Ryan even references it. He's like, it's Seth and Summer we're talking about here. Right. You know, like they're not going to just be like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. So now it's turned into this game of smoking who can make the other, other one break out. for smoking each other out, which well, always meant something else to me, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> can I just say though, in the beginning, you know, we see summer and usually summer's all cute, but you got the hair pulled back and you've got the oversized robe and the sweats yeah. and such. You might not know what I'm talking about, but there's more of this to come. What? This this look that you've got going on. So Why, I, I don't am know, I like depressed or something. No, well, you'll see. But it's there's it's an interesting thing. I was like, I wonder if they purposely did this, like the way she. But you'll see, you'll know what I'm talking about. And I won't give it away right now. But okay. um, but yeah, she's like Taylor and Summer, or yes, they're trying to figure this out. And she's like, okay, she's you know he. Seth was so sincere and you don't want to take it back. So you're going to plan this wedding. And then, you know, obviously Ryan and Taylor know that each of you, each of you don't want to continue this, but instead they asked to be, you know, maid of honor and best man Mm -hmm. instead. Mm -hmm. Right. But, Mm -hmm. but it was Seth who was like smoke her out because he knows how to talk to them. But it's this whole thing is like, they're so competitive. And when Seth shows up with a cookbook, and because you're and and all of a sudden you're you need to learn how to cook. And she's like, your mom doesn't cook. It's totally transparent. Your mom doesn't cook. Mm-hmm. And then and you have to convert to Judaism. Yep. Yep. Like, Kirsten didn't, you know. So yeah. so it's very transparent because when Summer's like, he wants me to do all this. And Taylor's yep. like, and you wish you thought about it first. <laughs> she's right. like, damn it. Yes. So it's and on. You're like, yep. We're it's like competitive. Like when you guys were trying to get into Brown, you guys were competitive. Yeah, super competitive. And one thing I want to make note, Summer says frack that. I feel like, you know, The Good Place became famous for um, KB always being like, fuck. Well, I forget what her other word for fuck was. Was it? (laughs) I don't know. She says something in The Good Place. She says frack that. And and by the way, the subtitle. But Summer says frack that. Right. Yeah. Subtitle said crap. And I was like, no, no, no. She said no, frack. No, no, no. She said frack. She frack, clearly frack said that. frack. I should actually remind Josh of that and see if he even notices it. But yes, they're so ridiculous. They go to the extent of like keeping it going the whole episode. And Seth finally is like, I have to go get permission from your dad. It's just, it's so insane, this whole thing back and forth. But they're very funny and entertaining. Well, I the, will give them that. I think the point 
of this is, first of all, to show just how immature they are. Clearly, if they're acting like this, you're not ready to be married because, and I think they both know it, but, but she, he, I mean, but it is very clever on both ends, you know, because one of the best scenes and it's so cute, you're cooking a brisket and Julie's helping you learn Hebrew. Yes. That was like my favorite scene is us trying to do all the, you're helping with the Hebrew letters chutzpah and we're like doing a lot of chutz well she's like wait a second why are you doing this again and she's like oh, wait are you pregnant because julie was pregnant that's how she got married she's like if you're not pregnant why she's right. like well because and she's like you you need to you need to take it to another level which yep. was the Manipulate. next the next level <laughs> what was the next level that you did besides it wasn't the the carrots it was oh she's like then let's go to vegas and elope and do it now Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she yes. was like, Julie, I should have come to you in the first place. She's like, it's called chutzpah. But then when <laughs> when Seth goes, well, wait, I don't want to go right now. He says, because I need to change my underpants. That made me laugh, <laughs> laugh out loud. I hate that word. I don't know why. Because Kirsten said, like I say underwear, but. Yeah, underpants when Kirsten, does sound wrong. <laughs> when Kirsten said, I got you some new underpants to Ryan when he first moves in, it was like, that was that like, weird. It was a line for that, but that made me laugh. So oh, but, that is weird. But then no, he sure. threatens to call your dad and that makes it real. And it's like, oh, yep. man. And here we go. It's still going. Well, also on the good place, it's fork that. Fork that. Okay. Fork that. On the good place. Yes. Fork that. Yep. Because I can't yep. say that. Okay. Well, I mean, one of the things that, okay. So can we just talk about uh, Chris our, Brown? Our new, uh, yeah. So Chris Brown comes on the, the screen and I'm like, you didn't remember did, this? Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. Now, okay, this is 2007, right? When was the Chris Brown okay. drama? So, okay, this is, let's, yeah, let's preface. There was no drama here. So he had, he had dropped one album. First of all, let me just say, I had no idea who this kid was. I remember him being in the hallway with like an entourage of his whole family. I think he was only oh. like 18, but, and seeing this kid doing dance moves in the hallway. He was always with the big group of people. He was just dancing in the yeah. hallway? Uh-huh. And I thought, <laughs> here's me. This is me. I admit, stupid. I go, oh, how cute. That kid wants to be like a little hip hopper. Oh. Not knowing that within a few months after this, he was opening for Beyonce. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and starting his his new album, like recording his new album. He was already like, yeah, with the, on his with way. the producer, because I had to look this up with uh, with uh, Britney's and Justin Timberlake. And, you know, yeah. the way this happened, it wasn't like, so I, I looked it up and um, maybe we can ask Josh when he comes, like how, how they thought of him, because this is considered major stunt casting, you know, to have somebody who's, you know, of that world. And he was like, his first album was like in the top. 10 or something like that. But he said in an interview from MTV that the producers from the show contacted his manager and he jumped at the opportunity. And he said, quote, I play like a band geek. I'm really stepping down, stepping out of my own character. I was kind of a geek in school grade wise, but style wise, I was always popular and cool. But on the show, I'm geeked out all the way. I'm just trying to be myself and then be the character the role calls for. I don't look at it like this role takes away from who I am. So he was this young, fresh-faced kid that, you know, was on the show. And I'm, we're not here to be negative about anything. We're celebrating this show. But um, he was really, unfortunately, I, I just, I mean, I just Googled Chris Brown on the OC. And like Billboard and quite a few, they were really harsh to him about being on this show. Really? Yeah. They were like, he's, he ruined his acting career by being on this show. I mean, it was, it was pretty, uh, well, pretty I think cruel. he ruined his career in other ways. That, that was after, later so. on. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so yes, I, wow. I, I have not kept up. I mean, obviously we all know the drama, but I really haven't kept up on that lately. So playing a band geek, playing a band geek. And he's, you know, he gets uh, kind of in the line of fire of Caitlin after she does kind of a funny stunt telling, you know, call the wild buck. Telling yeah. the, the book report and doing it in dog just dog. doing roughs. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Which, and then he's supposed to help her and he puts her in her place, which she deserves. Right. But we see something, you know. Wait, so how many episodes does Chris Brown do? Do we know? Uh, I think Was it's only, only five. One? I think it's about five or something. Um, but he's, yeah. He, uh, originally, he was going to be on for like seven, but I feel like they cut it down somehow. I don't know. 
But um, so, okay. yes. Yeah, so, but there, there was the scene where she gets, you know, he pulls one back on her and gives her a woof instead of a rough. Yeah, but, which I, well played. Right. But then yeah, she, she pulls it. it out and she says it's a metaphor for teenagers and, you know, it's easy to be alone and, and, and when chaos is happening and we get a glimpse of the smart Kate, the smart Caitlin. So, right. So Chris was, Chris is in three episodes and he dated Rihanna from 2007 to 2009. So it would have been. Oh, so not, yeah. so it happened. Yeah. So they were just yeah. about to start going out and it was only three um, episodes. Wow. Yeah. Three episodes. Cause I read that he was set up for seven, but maybe well, who they, knows what happened, and but he, he wound up being in three. So, and we have that going on. So there's all these separate kind of storylines happening in this episode. My favorite, though, is at the end when Brody comes home and it's family time and they're all sitting on the couch watching <laughs> a movie. How was I, dinner? <laughs> yeah. How was dinner? It's like, what? Like, miss one dinner. And, like, all that happens. But I really, like, spit at my TV laughing when Brody's like, you punched a dying man. Yeah. <laughs> like, you punched a dying man? I don't know. It was his delivery or something that, like, really caught me off guard. I fully laughed. Yeah. Then they're watching something about meerkats. Meerkat Manor was huge at the time. Yes. I loved Meerkat Manor. Okay. Yes. Big fan. Even saw real meerkats in their habitat in Africa. And I was like, I'm in my own meerkat manor. <laughs> Just a little other uh, thing for people. I know. And as we're pulling out of the episode, an improv by Brody that I caught. And I don't know if it was in it wasn't, the subtitles. So it I'm, wasn't. I'm when eager. He's like, yeah. How many people would you say you stabbed? That's <laughs> when he asks Sandy is like the last thing we hear before it fades to black. And I thought that was pretty funny. Oh my gosh. No, I, I literally watched it twice to see if I could hear what they were saying, but the yeah. you know, subtitles didn't, they're not consistent. They're not consistent at all. <laughs> so well, my ears, my ears are your subtitles today, but yes. Um, so but that was the episode. There was like so much going on the Seth and summer thing. I'm like, we'll see how that unfolds. I liked it. I mean, I know it can be kind of frustrating, but I, I do like that it gave you, it gives you guys fun stuff to do. I mean. Oh, yeah. No, it? it's yeah. totally fun. I remember it being fun. Yeah. I, although I didn't remember that we got engaged. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> the storyline at all. Right. Right. Um, I know that it was right. fun and this season is great and I'm really enjoying it. Right. And I love the support of Taylor and Ryan. And, you know, she just. She she knew exactly what to do. She was like, I'm, yes, like I'm not. Needy. She is the I'm gonna ghost go home. of. Yeah, she is all the ghosts of Christmas from Christmas Carol. We've got some live fan calls, so let's do that. Yes. I'm excited to talk to our fans. Me too. Yeah. Hey. Hi, Dan. How are you? Hi. Hi, Dan. I'm doing great. This is uh, super cool. <laughs> oh, very good. Nice to see you and meet you over the computer. Where are nice you? Nice to meet you too. I'm in Iowa. You're in Iowa. What's going on in your oh. back? What is the background? Is that your name? Yeah, it's my last name. I have this little backdrop set up in my basement. Oh, okay. Oh, it is. So I was like, oh, that's oh, a really cool, cool backdrop. Same as what's on my arm. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, it is. <laughs> I like your shirt. You're wearing a VOC shirt. And what's behind you in the dia diagram? Dia Diara diorama. Oh. Diorama. Thank you. <laughs> that is the OC Lego. <gasps> what? I don't know if you remember seeing that on Instagram. Yes. Is Are you... Wait. I'm that guy. You're that guy. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. I think I've communicated with you about that. <laughs> yeah, I? you told me it was rad. That was super cool. Okay. <laughs> that is rad. That's so awesome. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Thank you so much. So, okay, you have a, you have a question for us. Yes, I do. Uh, so, in this episode, Ryan calls Sandy dad not once, but twice. My question for mm -hmm. both of you, did you cry when that happened, or is it just me? <laughs> oh yeah no i rachel's the big crier right but yes but for some reason i was watching it and i just got very emotional with i just yes i did i think i got yeah. really emotional because especially when he says this is my dad right here and and or and also the scene on the bench when he he's talking about I think actually that I cried even more then because or it was more more emotional when he's telling him about his dad and he's like I can't not right now I just felt his pain like him reliving that that trauma of what his dad did to him and his family and how you know just his actions you know it, you know trauma isn't the, the 
you know, it, what happened to him isn't his fault, but he's got to find a way to, to heal that, that damage. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost like Frank lost the privilege to be his dad. Yeah, right? absolutely. It doesn't, I know. doesn't he present, you know, when they get into that fight, he presents, he was like, you know, this whole, this whole time he's like, no, no, you're the family. I was going to say, you know, you're the dad. But then Frank always goes, he's my son. And I was like, whoa, it's so that's, that's the real guy, right? Yeah. Yes. And he says, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. Wasn't that scene like super, super satisfying? It was so good. <laughs> it was like three years of payoff for him to call him dad too. I know. I know. I just love how fiercely protective Sandy is like the whole episode. And you really feel his love for his son. Yeah. And he's like, we yeah. raised two good kids. Like he even says to Kirsten, something along those lines, right? Where he's like, yeah. Wait, is, are you saying that he never, he never said dad before this episode? No, never ever. Yeah. See, I know. I trust you that you know boy. that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they always take ownership of Ryan. They always say, that's our son. That's our boy. Those are our boys. But mm-hmm. it's the first time Ryan yeah. said that. So it's pretty awesome. So he does. Yeah, <laughs> he does awesome. that. They're sitting at the kitchen island. He goes, "This is my dad right here." Right? You're like, yeah. "Oh, oh, that's so awesome." And then at the end, he says it again when he's recapping for Seth. He says, "Dad has a mean right cross." <laughs> it is. Has, I didn't catch that. Dad has a mean right. He's been calling him Sandy. Oh, Dan, thank you so much. This is why oh we need gosh. to do more of this so we have more. <laughs> Oh, we catch thank you. Details. This is amazing. I can't <laughs> tell you how excited I've been to do this. So. Aw, that's so sweet. Yeah, thank you for really knowing the show that yes. we both were on and know nothing. So, <laughs> <really>. <laughs> well, it's a little that different is... when you're in it. You're kind of consumed by it. I don't imagine you <laughs> want to do this unless, you know, it's a job. Oh, <laughs> Very no, good. But it, Very good. Yeah, but it's so sweet. Thank you so much for calling in and displaying your awesome Lego set behind you. It's you know, and your whole backdrop. You got a lot going on and I am here for it. So Thanks. well done. <laughs> Thank did you, you so uh, much. Did you both talk about your awesome scene in this episode where you're both super funny? The chutzpah? The, yes. It says, it's, yes. The, <laughs> I I think we get, I mean, I, I, this was the moment. I think each episode, I feel like Julie and Summer have quite a few great scenes in, in season four now that she's home from Brown. So, and I always yeah. looked forward to them. They were a lot of fun. Yeah. That and seems I, very funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love when Summer compliments Julian being manipulative. Yeah. And then she says, thank you, Summer. And then she just moves on. Yeah. She's like, wait a second. I should have come to you all along. Yes. yes. She finds that. And then Julie definitely, I mean, there definitely is, it's not being said. Summer never says, hey, mom. But, no. No. but there is something to be said for Julie doesn't or Summer doesn't have a mother figure. No. And 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 but they have that Marissa connection that's super deep. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's was, a lot of yeah. there's a lot of forgiveness and allowing people to be flawed. I mean, that's everyone is. Oh, flawed, yeah. So acceptance is a big word <laughs> in yes, this world. Exactly. <laughs> yes. I thought the same thing. There's no mother figure. For summer throughout the series. And so, why not Julie? (laughs) Here and now. (laughs) Julie now, not season one Julie. (laughs) Right. Well, season one Julie and season one summer were kind of on par. (laughs) Right. Well, that's a good point. As we saw in the Chris McHaw, that that Julie and summer could have maintained on that, you know, vapid, you know, superficial journey that they were on if Ryan hadn't come to to Newport. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Do you want to show your Legos to your, put it up to your camera a little closer? Because we can't see. Yeah. Can you see that very well? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. That's so... Where can people get them? So the tr- and there's uh, Josh and Stephanie. I made that just for fun. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, so like I could totally put together sets of these, but the way Lego is, it's all individual elements. So mm-hmm. it, like there's a part number for the head I use for you and the hair, and there's a site where you can order all those pieces. But it's kind of confusing. Oh, <laughs> okay. So it's kind of mesh. Yeah, so there's something that you did. It's it's uh, custom and proprietary to Dan. <laughs> well, if anyone wants one, I I could totally do it, but it would probably cost two hundred bucks for a set of them. Oh wow, <laughs> it's kind of <gasps> crazy. Like right. that's my cost. Okay. Oh wow. 
Very but, good. Uh, yeah. I think it's really impressed it. over here. Yeah. And Josh had said he wanted a set, so uh, oh. he just needs to get a hold of me on Instagram, and I'll hook him up. So <laughs> I will. I will relay that message, and I know he would want that. <laughs> that he's on amazing. me to get. He's like, why doesn't Funko have OC characters? I want to. I want to design concepts for that. Oh. But I need to get to it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we'll get to of, it. <laughs> that's my background. I'm a graphic designer. Oh, oh very nice. Good. Very good. Very cool. Well, it was so nice speaking with you today, and we really appreciated you calling in and asking us the question. That is a very thoughtful question, and I'm so glad you asked it. I didn't, yes. I didn't, that didn't ring a bell to me. So thank you so much. Yeah. So great to no, meet thank you. you. Yeah, so thanks nice to meet me. you. Thank, and thank you. And thanks to Katie as well, your producer there. She, she was super awesome. cool to deal with. So Aww, okay, great. We love her. You have a wonderful day. Happy yeah, 22. Yeah, have a great day. Okay. Thank you both. Take care. Hi. Hello. 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 Hi. How are you? Hi. Really good. So nice to meet you. Oh, same. Really nice to meet you guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks Thanks for for calling calling in. in from the UK. What time is it there? Nuts. (laughs) Oh, it is quarter past nine. Oh, okay. Not too late. Yeah, it's fine. Got the toddler to bed. So, Oh, how old? Perfect. Three. (laughs) Ah. Fun age. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got chicken pox at the minute. So it's fun. <gasps> no way. I haven't heard of chicken pox in a minute. <laughs> really? Has your has, has Briar had them? No, she hasn't. I know that. Did she get the I, vaccine? I think they vaccinate for it here. Yes. I'm sure she's had it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I can't keep yeah. track of all of them, but <laughs> I know. Right? Yeah. Might be a little different. <laughs> yeah, I think we're a bit behind with that. She, yeah, uh, oh. I wish we had vaccinated her. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, what a pain. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. This has more than made up for it. It's made my day. I Aww. had chickenpox when I was 18, a senior in high <gasps> school, and it was so painful. And it was like just it started in my face, and I had terrible. I got scars and scabs, and it, oh. it was gnarly. It was. It was. A, it's yeah. better to do it when you're. If you're going when to you're get little. it, get it. Get it when you're young. Yeah. Yeah, I had it yeah. in sixth grade, so yeah. I think we all kind of. Well, anyway, yeah, this yeah. isn't the chicken pox. Just yeah. like we yeah, can go yeah, yeah. on and on. Moving on. <laughs> We're in a mother's yeah. podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are. I'm on the wrong one. So, <laughs> so Ellie, we love talking to the fans of the show, and I know that you have a question for us. So go ahead. I do. Thank you. I've got two questions. If that's okay. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. Such a big fan. I have watched the OC since it came out, and when I went to university, I took all the DVD with me um, and probably averaged an episode a night to the point where one of my housemates said I can't listen to Phantom Planet anymore because I would just hear that coming out of my room um so yeah thanks for doing the podcast I really really love it um so yeah I have two questions the first one was for Melinda um so I know that Julie has had quite a few partners husbands I was wondering a few I was wondering who you thought was actually best suited to her so any of them from the seasons who was best suited Hmm. to Julie you know it's so so when you think about like who you mean who would be healthiest who would be you know like Julie you know it's an interesting thing because without well I guess it doesn't really matter what happens at the end because you know what happens at the yeah. end, right? Yeah, yeah. Is kind of where she needed to be, right? Because okay, but yeah. then, then that being said, because I'm trying not to do spoilers, but people know what happened at the end. But I don't. There's yeah, but Rachel doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like surprise. Like there's you know, just even for you know, there's coming up. There's obviously we've got Bullet and Frank. She's involved with Bullet and Frank, but but I think she you know. She realized at some point, you know, Bullet is there for Caitlin and but she can't help having these feelings for Frank. Like she really has feelings for for him. And he's he's almost even though he has such a bad background, you know, it's like I think they're kindred spirits because because Rachel and I were trying to figure out, like, why do they connect so quickly other than the fact that the script said it? But they really I think she really had some, you know. Her fer- the pheromones have been activated. There's that physical thing. And then they come from kind of similar backgrounds. 
And he seems to be somewhat honorable, except for the big cancer lie. Right? Yeah, apart from that. So yeah. <laughs> I think there's something there. But ultimately, I have to say none of them are a good match for her because her love was Jimmy. Although she really, really loved Jimmy. But Jimmy, and I think they could have been happy together, but, but Jimmy... Jimmy would have had to do some kind of big, serious 180 for them to ever really, to, he had to change really well. So um, I think Julie on her own is the best right now. Aw. Oh, that's a great answer. Okay. Thank you. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my other question was for Rachel. Yes. Um, Season four, I think you had some really fun storylines. Maybe most of your fun ones were in this season, I thought. Um, do you have a favorite? Oh, gosh. Favorite storyline. Uh, of course. From season four. Yeah, from season four. So as yeah. I'm watching it and going through it, I'm like, well, I don't know what's to come. <laughs> um, but I do have like a favorite scene from season four that I did remember was when they show Summer going through the stages of grief. Mm -hmm. I just remember having so much fun with that. And it was so much fun to shoot, even though I know fun's a weird word to use with grief, but <laughs> um, it was just how they displayed it and wrote it and how we did the whole thing and executed it. It was a lot of fun to do. Um, I'm sure as I keep continuing to watch season four, I'll be like, <laughs> I love this. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll come back at the end. And it yeah, might change, yeah maybe I'll give a little like last thing. I'll be like, okay, so now I know <laughs> what my favorite storyline is. But I can definitely speak to that scene. And I, I have to admit, I'm really enjoying watching this season. It is a lot of fun. And I think everyone's kind of just having fun, especially Ryan's character. Just seeing him really light with Taylor. I have loved yeah. watching Ben act. I'm really enjoying that most. So maybe I'll just like pick Ben as my favorite or Ryan <laughs> as my favorite storyline because I'm enjoying it so much. <laughs> yeah, I think like Norman said, didn't he, that it was Ben and Autumn, that dynamic that sort of brought it out of him almost. And it yes. definitely did. It's just so much. I've never seen him smile as much, I think, in the first three se <laughs> seasons as this one. And it's great. I know. He's got a great I smile. Know. He's actually smiling. They're like, Ryan smiles? <laughs> well, yeah. and they have a, they had and maintained a friendship throughout the years. And I think there was something, um, yeah, they've, they've remained quite close. And I think they really enjoyed their storyline. Ben together. and Autumn? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they oh. had. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they collaborated on some stuff after the OC. And so they're friends, they're buddies. Um, but Rachel, you said something that just kind of struck something when you said I was I had fun doing the stages of grief, you know, fun and grief. But I think something as an actor, even if it's the most heart wrenching thing, there's still like joy in what you're doing because mm. you right. And, and I think that regardless of, that, you're like really playing something, it's, it's what you do. It's your craft. It's your art. Yeah. It's uh yeah. yeah. And it was even fun to watch because like you say, <laughs> it's obviously grief and it's not funny. And right. it was still sad because it was Marissa as a viewer, you miss her, but it was a great scene and just how quickly it went. And then it just let season four happen after that yeah. because right. everyone was, yeah, not over it, but had sort of made peace with it. And then, the fun can commence. Hey, yeah. Rachel, don't you think you had really uh, an awesome time with Chris Pratt and like being handcuffed? Oh my God. Yeah. Yes, of course. Of right. course. That storyline. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Mindy. <laughs> That's something I actually know because I just watched it. I had so much fun with that storyline. Che is hilarious. Yeah. His whole uh, everything, like the didgeridoo alone, is right. just like I mean hysterical, <laughs> yeah. and it was so much fun right. to play all of that with Chris and his character Che, and even with the the flashback episode, the Chris McCa, Chris Wait. McCa, Chris McCa. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and his character in that, and my character in that, that was so fun. It was so fun to watch. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, everything I wonder if he went anywhere with that talent. <laughs> You know. nah, I don't yeah. know. Has anyone heard yeah. of or um, from? Yeah. <laughs> no, I've never heard of him since. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. That was, a, but that's a great question. And, and both of the, both questions were, were great. I think Julia, wait, do you want, you wind up with Frank, don't you? Is that a spoiler? I feel like you've told me that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sorry, everybody. Tur mute me for a second. If you don't know what happens, but. 
Oh, you told oh, me this you end is up a spoiler. With well, no. So she gets well. She has a relationship with Frank, but then she's marrying Bullet. What? Yeah. At the end of the whole series, you're marrying Bullet. Yeah, because Frank does something, and I'm not. I'm not okay. And then, but then something but happens. You have his baby. An extra. And then it's Yay. like, yeah, 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 yeah. There's a wedding. Sorry, spoilers everywhere. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, anyway. Well, Ellie, thank you so much for calling in. We really appreciate it. I hope your baby feels, or your toddler, (laughs) feels better soon. That's such a drag. I'm so sorry. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I love the podcast. Thanks so much. It's great. Thanks. Thanks for listening. So nice to meet you. You You, too. And you might be our, I don't know if we're doing this again, but this may be our last live fan call and you are in. <laughs> I'm <So>. honored. <laughs> well, we're Aww, honored. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. So nice to meet you guys. You Take too. Care. Take care. Bye. Bye. Anywho, what was this episode called, by the way? What was what? The episode we just did. What's it called? My Two Dads. Oh. Which was a sitcom with Paul Reiser years ago. I was going to say it was a sitcom. Yes. And I remember it. I was thinking My Three Sons. I'm like, no, that's going for the rack. No, My Two Dads. My Two Dads. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, well, that's our episode. That being said. Those were really nice calls. I really love doing the the live fan calls. Yeah. I think that's really fun because they, they have great questions and like, yes. And you know, we should, who? so don't you think, don't you feel like, well, I don't know. You had so many relationships. She's right. You know what? It's just a hard thing to like, like, I mean, I think Jimmy was her true love, but he, <laughs> I don't know. but he, but then it was like, but then she really has this connection with Frank. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, Neil was probably the healthiest for her, but I don't think there was a lot of like great spark spark excitement there for some reason. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but then maybe it's Luke. <laughs> maybe he should have ended up yeah, with it's Luke. Just Luke. The long lost Luke. <laughs> but remember um, back with the episode with Brandon Quinn, we were counting who she made out with. I forgot about Frank. So. Oh my God. So oh, the numbers keeps going up. Keeps Notches going on your up. belt there. Yeah. Well, anyway, anyway, yeah, that guys said, yes, yes. Thank yep. you yeah. so much for listening. <laughs> do you have it in front of you? I'm scrolling down. Yes, I do. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Follow, rate, and review. Welcome to the OC Bitches, wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you like to watch us, check it out on YouTube. And you can now listen to bonus features as well as season one and season two of the OC bitches by going to castmedia.com slash cast plus that's cast with a k media.com slash cast plus bye bye bitches welcome to the oc bitches is brought to you by cast media executive produced by colin thompson harris lane produced by katie kurtwright Edited by Parker Flores and our technical engineers, Travis Holden and Dustin Park.